Okay. Yes. Um, welcome back to episode two of the weekly roundup show, man. I am Kazim Jamal, your host of the show. It's my podcast. Big up yourself if you are listening. Yeah, man. Um, what we're doing is we're, we're recording this one live. Live during the second half of the Man United versus Wolverhampton game, man. But before we do that, we need our <coughs> um, music spotlight to take us into this episode. This week is a instrumental by the producer called Kid D, man. If anyone knows about Kid D, big up yourself one time, man. Very big producer from Southeast London, you know. Uh, don't know really what he's doing now. He's probably producing for some people. Uh, but you know, growing up, he was the guy. So this is Kid D in the air. Yeah, man. Episode 2. This was meant to be out today. Today is Monday, but I was sick over the weekend. Uh, So, didn't really do anything, man, apart from sit on the sofa and sleep. Slept all day Sunday. No appetite, no energy, no nothing. But it's Monday, and I'm back. I'm back. Get me. I'm back with a new plan. Uh, That was kind of whack. Um, but anyway, yeah, man, so, got my notes and that, get me, this is the weekly roundup show where we round up the week, my week, your week, <coughs> and, st- <coughs> Jesus Christ, and stuff that's been happening in and around the world, big up, food is here, Messi buku, get me, just got some food cooked up for me, let that cool down, yeah, zimmy. My week, boy, man, uh, it was a busy week-ish, man, you know, uh, in terms of gigs and stuff like that, man, I was, uh, I was performing on my friend um, Darren Griffith's uh, show, he was doing his one-man show, Essex Boy, and um, yeah, me, my friend Filio, half very good comedians, got two specials out on Amazon Prime, go check those out. Uh, and my other friend, Uncle Ed, big social media star, taking the stage on now. Uh, yeah, man, we performed on his show each day, rotated responsibilities. So, well, I hosted the last day, and then I opened I opened the first day and middle the second day, and we all rotated that responsibility. Very good show, man. You know, I was half worried that I was going to see my friend's hour three days in a row and by 
the third day, I would have been sick to death of it. Not because the hour's not good, but just because I would have heard it three times in a row. Um, but I tell you what, Darren was able to uh, keep things changing, trying to figure out the best way possible to save things by the time he recorded it on Friday. <coughs> he knew what he wanted to say. So each time it kept things interesting for me, you know, because each time it was different. Very good show, man. Sold out every night by himself. Not really no promo from us, apart from a couple Instagram pics or whatever. <coughs> Very good show, man. That was in the Camden Fringe. So big up Darren Griffiths on that. Very fun. I was meant to be performing at Hideaway in Streatham on Sunday, but unfortunately, man had to pull out of that because I was sick. I was very sick. And you know what? I'm going to eat my food on this podcast. I don't really care if you can hear me smacking my lips. I mean, noodle. Get me. Uh, yeah, so you know, not a lot of gigs, it's just three, meant to be four, but just three over the weekend, over the last week, um, this week, week commencing the 19th of August, I will be performing at the Magaro Hotel, King's Cross, St Pancras, uh, under the Banter Bash events, you know, um, I'll be hosting that one uh, on Tuesday. Very funny people in the lineup, come down and check it out. Uh, no gig, uh, no, I might be gigging on Wednesday, that's a TBC. Um, Thursday, I'll be at Up the Creek, trying to beat the blackout again. Every time I've performed there, I've beat the blackout. I've won it once. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm going to do it one more time before I ask them for an open spot on one of their pro nights. See what they say, you know. They can always say no. You know, I'm in the same position I was before, you know. Uh, then Thursday. No, that was Thursday, wasn't it? Then Friday, I'm up in Norwich opening for Filio Huff as he records another up in Norwich and then I'm going to come back down and then Sunday I'm at Backyard Comedy for Don't Suffer in Silence a campaign a comedy campaign for mental health awareness Yazimi that's my gigs fam (coughs) other things that I'm doing Finishing up this script called Drivers with the first draft. Then we'll give it to my boy Phil Lee O to make some edits and whatnot. You know, and uh, get a couple drafts out there. Then we'll be done. And then we can look to see how we're going to start recording that stuff. Oh, yeah. Tickets are now available to my show that I host on a monthly basis in Lewisham, South East London, KJ and Friends. Go to www.kjandfriends.com 
www.eventbrite.co.uk Although it's on a monthly basis, there will be no show in October because that's when I'm doing my one-man show. Don't know! Um, <coughs> here's the thing about gigs, man. Right? I'm running a show. Okay? If you're going to run a show, people, it means you're the promoter. Right? The clue is in the title. It's called Promote. <sighs> promote. <sighs> they probably put the ER at the end because I agree with you. It is a ball lake. Everyone wishes they could just put an event up and it would sell out in seconds. But I'm, no one is Moda Comedian right now that I mess with and can't. Oh! Wolves almost equalised. Because it is a bullet, right? But it doesn't matter. If you're going to put an event, that's your business. You have to promote it. It's on you to promote the show. It's your show. You want the tickets to sell. You're the only person that wants the tickets to sell. If you book an act, actors are getting paid regardless. Whether your room is big, your room is full up or empty. Yeah? Promoters, from my time in comedy, want to focus on getting the acts to promote the show like it's their show. It's not my show. You've booked me to perform on your show. You are meant to bring the audience and I am meant to bring the jokes. Right? If I'm a rapper, you are meant to bring the audience... And I meant to bring the lyrics. Same again if you're a poet. Bring the rhymes. Oh, oh that's a goal. Oh. oh, seems like Wolves are coming back to haunt Manchester United once again. <coughs> right? Anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah. You are meant to Bring the audience. That's as simple as that. If you can't do that, that's your business, bruv. But all these times promote... And I and I get it. I'm a new act, right? But in the... In the like year and a half that I've been doing comedy... I've progressed to, I guess, a position where I'm getting paid quite regularly, regular bookings and stuff like that, respected by my peers and, you know, other people in the game that have been doing it a long time, you know. VAR be killing teams. Gold disallowed. Unlucky Wolves. <laughs> this VAR thing is taking the piss a bit though. So, like I said, I'm in like a position now where I'm 
I'm a new guy on the scene. Oh, it's standing. The gold stands, anyway. Back to it. I'm a new guy on the scene, so there is a part of people that can say, shut up, you're new. Do, do, do as I'm telling you to do for my show. But then you fall victim, right? Of getting caught in that loop all the time. Otherwise, like, like, someone tried to book me the other day and it was, what are you looking at, fam? And the, the price that they tried to book me for wasn't the average fee I'd been getting. It was about 20% less, right? And I know the promoter, very nice guy, you know, very nice guy, nothing against him. And I could have said, I'm going to take that fee because I'm new. And I'm just going to be getting money. I should just accept the money. But it's a a case now where... <laughs> I've getting regular bookings now. So I kind of have a rate now. So it had to get to a point where I had to say to this one promoter... And that is that I can't accept the fee you're offering and I'd rather not do the show if that if you can't but is there anything you can do to get to this to the fee I'm asking for and because he's a nice guy and whatever and you know I guess he values my art he agreed and this is the thing right if you get into a situation or where you just keep accepting stuff you'll never get out of that hole you'll just always be so when these promoters come around the next time or the next year and try and book you. They're only going to book you for the same price again or whatever. Or they they might try and take shortcuts or whatever because you've allowed it the first time. You know what I mean? So, long story short, what I'm trying to say is you don't have... Once you get to a certain position, I'm not saying I'm anybody, but it needs to become a certain point where you realise there's some things that I need to not do now. That you know, so that I don't do them in the future. And one of them is just doing whatever these pro- whatever promoters want you to do, especially on like free shows, where you know, free it might be free entry or you might no one's getting paid. It might be a midweek kind of gig, you know. <coughs> if promoters are telling you to like, you must post the gig this many times a week. You need to help promote. That's not the deal, my friend. There's got to come a point where if you want me to help promote the show, we need to renegotiate every like different types of fees because now I'm also a promoter in this thing as well, not just an act, you know. But there's certain, you know, obviously there's certain men that if they did tell me promote the show, I would promote it, and and I'm just saying like like when I did my top secret sets yeah when I did my sets at top secret they don't they don't care if you promote or not their show sold out every every night every single night they don't care they don't even they don't really right because their their show is set they're you know they're making money they're sold out but if top secret turned around to me and said Kazim you need to promote this show every day for a month 
I'm gonna promote that show every day for a month. <coughs> it's top secret, you know. If it's for my friend that's trying to start a new show and really needs the promotion up there, I'm gonna help him out, or you know, or like when I did a show for Slim, his show promoted that, you know, one, you know, Slim's a vet. And mainly I just wanted to show off the fact that I'm on the same show as Slim as well. But, you know, they never turned around to me and said, you need to promote this, you need help me promote this. And that's really what I wanted to get off my chest, man. Promoters promote. When I promote my show, I give the marketing artwork to the acts. I say, post it if you want. If you don't want to, that's fine, don't. Because I'm going to work to get the audience in for you. And every time we've done my show, we've had 30 people. It's a nice, small, intimate room where 30 people is a, is a very nice crowd. You know, I invest... Whoa, Rashford, where you going with that, fam? You know, I invest in flyers, Facebook adverts, you know, promoting. I got there and I hustle to get my audience in. Because that's what it's all about, you know. Not White Survivor done a Wahala show this year. And the promoter told me to promote the show. Because he's promoted it. That's it. Think about it like this, right? This is the analogy. When I, I would love to see Eddie Hearn turn around to Anthony Joshua and tell him, help me promote the, promote the fight. Yes, there's, you know, a bit of back and forth talking and stuff like that. But in terms of the big promotion, you think Anthony Joshua is involved in that? He's focusing on the fight. Maybe he was prom- helping Eddie Hearn promote for his last fight. That's why he got smacked up. <coughs> but in honesty, Eddie Hearn doesn't want Anthony Joshua worrying about how many tickets they've sold. He wasn't worried about, focused on the fight. Same with them. I have acts. I don't want them focusing on ticket sales. I want them getting ready to bring the best version of themselves to my show and deliver the funnies. So moral of the story is promoters promote. That's that's the name, the clues in the title. You're a promoter, promote the show. And acts, new acts. This is for new acts because I'm a new act. And I'll drop some experience, some knowledge, some gems, whatever they might be, right? There's some things that you will have to do in the beginning or whatever, you know. But then there's some things that comes a point, yeah, I have to cut it out, you know, and say I'm not doing that because, you know, it's not my, it's, that's not my job. You wouldn't do something at work, really. That if you're, if you're an accountant and the cleaner told you to help me clean the toilets because it's all one workplace, you'd be like, no, that, that's your job. That's what you're getting paid to do, you know. I'm not saying don't post stuff or, or you know, say to your people that might want to come and see you, this is where I'm going to be on this date, this date and this date. But once or twice, not, you know, you ain't got to be going heavy like a promoter would. So that's the thing. Do, there's some stuff you need to do and have to do, but then there's some stuff you'll get to a point where you say, this is not my job anymore and my art and my service carries enough weight. I might not be a household name, but, you know, 
you've booked me to be a comedian, and that's and that's what I am. So I'm not going to promote my your show like it's my own. I'm I've got one job to do here, guys, and that's all I'm going to do. <coughs> Sorry about all the coughing. Right, that's the comedy stuff out of the way. Let's round up the Premier League right now. <coughs> it is one-one between Wolves and Manchester United. I'm watching it live as uh, I do the podcast, man. Manchester United looking real good last week. 4-0. Uh, win against Chelsea right now. They're looking kind of like the old Manchester United. 1-1 against Wolves away. You know, need to be better than that. You need to do better than that. There's 65 minutes played. Still a lot of time left on the clock. It's a difficult one. I don't know what Manchester United will do this year, you know. Opening day, they look strong. They look, oh, look, they might contest top four. Right now, they're looking terrible again. Looking like Wolves might equalise. No. Obviously, Arsenal won 2-1. Yeah, the Boris. Abamyang, Lacazette, Dunno. Sabalos looking real good. <coughs> I was watching Sabalos play and I was like, um, can we please sign this guy at the end of the season? Whatever it takes. We can start a GoFundMe page. Can we please sign him? You know, Sabalos, Lacazette, Aubameyang, Pepe, looking real, looking real tasty. Tierney to come into the mix. Oh, oh, that's a penalty. That's a penalty. VAR that though. No. That was soft. Doesn't touch him. VAR should rule that off. They haven't overruled it, huh? It will be poetic justice if he misses. Get back to the Premier League roundup after Pogba takes his penalty. Scored his last four out of five. Bottom left. Oh, he missed. Well, it's got saved. Pogba, your swag. Uh, yeah. Tierney to come into the fold at Arsenal. Bellerin to come back. Rob Holding to come back. I don't know why Chambers didn't play last week. Uh, on the weekend, he played real good against Newcastle. Really liked that. Um, but yeah, man. Excited for this Arsenal team, boy. We're looking good. We're looking like we might hit. We could hit top four. You know, if we, David Luiz, he looked okay. He used to head the ball a bit stronger, though. He was just heading it back into Burnley players. Get your neck behind that and fire that bad boy away. <coughs> 
I also watched the uh, Manchester City game versus Tottenham. Uh, to- uh, Manchester City really should have won that game, like 80-0. They had something like 30 shots and Tottenham had three. Somehow the game ended 2-2. Manchester City played so well. Uh, but, you know, that's that's how sports go sometimes. You know, you need a boxer's puncher's chance. You know, that metaphor works across a wide range of sports. And that's what Tottenham did, man. They did, they, they, what, three? Was it three, four shots? And two of them they converted. So, past that, past that, you selfish bastard. Uh, Southampton... Lost two one to Liverpool. Um, is it me or just like opening two weeks, man? <clears throat> nobody looks, nobody looks like indestructible. You know, everyone looks fragile. Like anyone can beat anyone, anyone at any one time. You know, uh, who was it that um, that Norwich beat? Norwich beat somebody. I can't remember who it was. Uh, Everton won in Watford. You know, a lot of old Arsenal boys in that game. Welbeck at Watford. Theo Awobi at Everton. You know, uh, doing their thing. Was it. No. Who? Um, what was I saying? <coughs> Where's the Norwich game? Oh yeah, Norwich beat Newcastle three one, and then Sheffield beat Crystal Palace one nil, and Chelsea <coughs> drew one one to Leicester City. Here's the thing about Chelsea, right? They've been starting games very well. Started very well against Manchester United. Didn't get to watch the Super Cup, but, you know, I heard they played very well. Took Liverpool away to penalties. European champions, so speaks for itself. And they started very well against Leicester, went 1-0 up in the first half. They can't seem to get in gear for the second half, though. That's my take, right? And the thing is, yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan. I don't like Chelsea. But I want Frank Lampard to do good, yeah? I don't want him to do better than Arsenal. But I want him to do good because here's the thing, right? If you're a fan of football, you don't want to see a legend die. <coughs> you don't want to see a legend die. You don't want to see signs at Chelsea saying Lampard out. It's a horrible thing to see. And, you know, hopefully they come good. You know, There was a couple of times, you know, they, they need to capitalise on their chances. Kante should have scored a goal and only made it 2-0. You know, they had a few they had a fair few chances. Same against the Manchester United game, they had a fair few chances. They need to stick those in the back of the net and they'll be alright. Here's my prediction though. Let's make predictions now on who I think is going down. One hundred percent. One hundred percent I think Newcastle are going down. Wow, one Bissaka, fifty million. That's what you produce, yeah. You can't shoot. That's not what we bought. We didn't buy you to shoot. That's what Manchester United are saying right now. 
Manchester United to go down. Um, sorry, Newcastle United to go down, right? <coughs> Newcastle, Southampton. Newcastle, Southampton. Mm, maybe Brighton. <laughs> oh. Everyone started very well, though. You know, of the uh, new guys, apart from Villa, they lost two on the bounce. I don't think Villa will go down, man. I don't. So. Maybe West Ham could see them going down. To be honest with you, mate. You know they're not. Anyone can go down, bro. West Ham's like an outside horse. Like they go down. Shock. I'm gonna say Brighton, Newcastle, Southampton, Brighton. They go down. Moving on to other sports, UFC. I was meant to do this podcast during the UFC, but I was sick. I fell asleep on the sofa. Didn't feel very well. Slept through it all. <coughs> Daniel Cormier, former heavyweight champion of the world, lost his belt to Stipe Miocic, which was who he won it from last year. Did I anticipate this? No. I thought Daniel Cormier was going to win again. Now, he has no belts. He did have the light heavyweight and the heavyweight belt. He vacated the heavyweight belt because he didn't want to get his ass knocked out again by John Jones Bones, Bones Jonesy. Uh, and then he didn't fight for a long time. And then he took the Stipe Miocic rematch. And Stipe Miocic knocked his ass out in round four. 50 seconds from the bell. <laughs> Here's the thing though. Fight stats. Knockdowns one, yeah, we know that one for Steve Miocic, zero for Daniel Cormier. Total strikes, Daniel Cormier, two hundred and thirty out of three hundred and seventeen, seventy-two percent, seventy-two point six percent success rate. Steve Miocic, one hundred and thirty-five out of two hundred and forty-four, fifty-five point three success rate. Significant strikes. DC out strikes him again significantly. Yeah? Almost by 30%. And they both had one takedown each. So if that had gone to decision based on that, depending on how the fifth round went, if the fifth round went like that, you see Cormier winning decision there. Don't know what's going to happen with DC now. Probably retirement, unless he can get like a uh, a trilogy fight with John Jones. But there's no real reason for John Jones to go up to heavyweight now because DC doesn't have the belt. So that means DC's got to come down to light heavyweight. We would know DC doesn't like cutting weight and doesn't perform at his best at light heavyweight. So I don't really see that happening. Maybe big cash money fight and then he sails off into the sunset, becomes a uh, commentator with Joe Rogan. <clears throat> Stipe Miocic probably the world's most boring champion but is champion again uh, has the most successful 
defense titles at heavyweight, which is only three. It kind of shows you how competitive that weight class is. Uh, co-main event, we had the Anthony Pettis fight versus Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz, you may remember, the guy that uh, beat Conor McGregor. You know, had that and had rematch Conor McGregor and then lost. Here's the fights that oh, Nate Diaz won, by the way, on a decision. <coughs> and these stats <coughs> make sense. He had one knockdown, Diaz, on Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis had 86 out of 153 strikes land, 56.2% success rate. Diaz had a 67% success rate, landing 205 strikes out of 306. Significant strikes. He outstrikes him again. 56.7% to 51.9%. That's a little closer. He has one takedown as well. That wins you a decision. Why? And there's only three rounds. What's next for Nate Diaz? Who knows, man? This is well weight. Who's in the world with the Brazilian? I can't even remember right now. That's one thing for sure. He's not getting a rematch against Conor McGregor because Conor McGregor is too busy punching old people in pubs for not drinking his whiskey. They say money cannot buy you class. So. And. The only other fight I want to talk about is the Yoel. Romero, Santo of God, oh, Michael Bisping, I love you, Michael Bisping. <coughs> Yo, Romero, the Brazilian, who looks like he takes all the steroids in the world, but um, has never been caught, so can't say much about that. The Soldier of God versus Paulo Costa. Sounds like another Brazilian name. Uh, I don't know too much about this guy. They both had... Right, this is what I don't get. This was a decision. Yeah, they went all three rounds. <laughs> they went all three rounds. Costa wins via decision. How, though? Oh, I see it, man. see it now they both had one knockdown each Yoel Romero outstrikes him every time go oh. Romero outstrikes him every time so total strikes 125 out of 284 strikes landed Costa has 118 out of 213 landed but obviously he has a Costa has a higher success rate of strikes because he he threw less, although he threw less punches, he landed more of the punches he threw. And that it goes to the same significant strikes. <coughs> but Romero has a take them. Need one on the decision. Cost one on the decision. I didn't watch it. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it. I recorded it. Uh, UFC's been kind of dead this year. Nothing's really been happening. Really. I mean, there's no like fights we've been like oh my god I need to watch this like, even like the John Jones fights they've just been like routine wins for him we need like well, uh, although the Khabib fight Poirier fight is coming up 
That will be interesting. That is something, you know, you stay up and watch. You make sure you stay up and watch that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Rematch? Is it going to happen? Maybach music. Oh my days. I don't know why. This He's talking about a rematch with uh, Manny Pacquiao. Floyd, you are rich as hell. What are you doing, bruv? What are you doing, bruv? Let's not forget, Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao is an active fighter. He's still fighting. He's still punching guys up, yeah? Floyd, you haven't fought in like two years. You haven't fought, well, you fought, you fought Takeshi 6 9 or whatever his name was over in Japan for nine, nine rounds to get nine million or whatever. But that's not a fight. That's not a fight. That's not competitive. That was playground business. What are you looking at? What's that? You know what I mean? The money must be ridiculous. Well, okay. Do you know how the money, how I know the money is ridiculous? Because in Floyd's like message to say he's going to go negotiate a, a, a fight rematch. He said he's going to Saudi Arabia. So someone in Saudi Arabia has hit him up and said, yo, we're going to pay you X, Y, Z to come and fight Manny Pacquiao over here. You know, this, the, the Arabs, they got crazy money. Crazy money. You know, so... It probably is a big payday. I don't really want to see that, though. 50 and no. Relax, man. We just want to see you post pictures on Instagram now and stunt with your jewellery and your money. That's what we want to do. We want to live vicariously through you, Floyd. We don't want to see you in the ring anymore. I watched I watched Creed 2 yesterday. You know, no one wants to see that an old timer get back in the in the thing. You're done now. It's finished. Stop fighting, man. You've got enough money to last a lifetime ten times over, bruh. Yeah, I mean he's not been active. Pacquiao's been active. Is he that much better than Pacquiao that it doesn't matter? Is he going to have a tune-up fight? I don't know. You know if he fights Pacquiao, then Conor McGregor's going to start coming around saying, I want a rematch. Pepper 12 whiskey. And if you don't fight me, I'll punch an old man. You know, sorry. Oh yeah, let me quickly check Instagram to see if anyone's hit me up with any questions they want me to ask. I mean, answer. Get off. Uh, okay. Probably not, so, because no one cares about me. Yeah, no questions. Thanks, guys. I have a thousand, I have almost 12,000, I almost have 1,200 followers and not one of you bastards could flip in, send in a question for me to answer on this podcast. You lot suck, man. Some some fans you are. You get me? But I bet if it was Kevin Hart, you'd be running to give him a question. 
to answer. I'm just joking. Please come to all my shows and keep supporting me. Time is running out. Yeah, I can see that. My software is telling me time is running out because I only pay enough to get 45 minutes worth of recording because I'm cheap. Oh, this game is looking like it's going to end 1-1 unless something magical happens. Got five minutes left plus maybe three minutes extra time, so eight minutes uh, of game time left. A lot can happen in eight minutes. Um... Uh, one thing I want to do as well is the is a, is a review, something that I've t- taken part in, something that I've done, something that, you know, uh, maybe watched the review. And this week it is the review of a new uh, uh, series on Amazon Prime called The Boys, right? And it is all about superheroes. I think they're in New York. Superheroes, they've all got the same powers as like the f- ones like Fast. One's far, one's the one's super fast and he's black. I think that's racist. Um, and then like there's one with Superman powers. It's like a Wonder Woman one, but it's it's like it's not a parody, but it's like what superheroes would be like if superheroes really did did exist. Yeah, they're not all these knight in shining armor type characters. Like these, some of them are be- like pretending to be good, but are really bad, and they've got like social media. And they only really do stuff if it benefits their social media. And they don't say people all the time and stuff like that. It's good. Go watch that. The boys on Amazon Prime, man. Um, <coughs> yeah, that's my <coughs> that's my uh, re- weekly review. Uh, we're going to call that Reviews from the Six. Put a gunshot on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The boys, go check that out on Amazon Prime. Go check out my boy Philly. I'll have two specials on Amazon Prime. Um, yeah, you know my shows. Tuesday, King's Cross. Thursday, Greenwich at Up the Creek. Friday, I'm in Norwich. Sunday, I'm in uh, Bethnal Green. Uh, and that's the that's that's episode two, boys and girls. It's episode two. Hey, we did it. Hey, we did it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna start getting guests on here when I get to like 50 or 100. Ep- uh, no, sorry, I'm not. That's a lie. I'm not having guests on here. But I'm gonna start a new podcast under the same banner. This will just be a separate show, uh, but that will come in time. Um, but yeah, boys and girls, hey, hey, we did it. Hey, and let's have let's have some Kid D to uh, to uh, take us out. Hey, sound like a radio DJ and taking us taking us into the into the drive. What's that? And taking us into drive time. It's Kid D on Radio 101 FM. I'm Kazim Jamal. And that has been episode two. Thanks for listening. Share with your friends. Share with your family. Share with your dog. Share with uh, people you got locked up in your basement if you are Kelly. Just share with everyone you know, man. Let's, let's build a cult like Chris D'Elia. Chris D'Elia has a cult. I want a cult. Let's start this cult. Let's go. Yeah. Join my cults, yeah, yeah. Join my cults, join my cults, oi, oi. Join my cults, join my cults, join my cults. Do you really, really wanna join?